It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, in case you didn't know, I have two children, and I don't know how people have more. <laughs> I don't understand how people have more children. I've brought in someone today to talk about what it's like to have seven children, in fact. Eight with the spouse. Have, oh, right. <laughs> I was like, you have eight children? No. Wait, did, I, did you lose one in there? Oh, man, no, he counts. Right. This is Julie Boyer. Julie, thank you for being here. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Okay, so if you don't know Julie, you have to go uh, follow The <laughs> Boyer Family Jewels right. on Instagram. And on YouTube. And on YouTube, mm-hmm. yes, because as we're walking in here, you're you're filming little snippets of us just yep. walking in. Yep. And you put those all together every single day. You post mm-hmm. a video of just mm-hmm. what your life is like yeah. with seven kids. It's like my own journaling Right. You know, what was the motivation behind starting? Oh, man, just because it's chaos. And so many people will say, how do you do this? And I'm like, you know what? I am tired of people asking. I'm just going to show them how I do it. You know, so I it's journaling. It's my own form of family history. And it's so fun to look back on because I used to just make my videos and put them on a DVD. Yeah. And we could and I still do that. And, and, you know, the kids watch it and they love you love to watch yourself as a little kid. Right. So now that it's kind of just easier and it's digital, I can just type it in on YouTube and watch, you know, my daughter's hula performance four years ago. Right. You know, it's so she easy. Can see, yeah. 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 So it's just kind of documenting their life and and mine as a mom and hopefully being able to look back on it and say, OK, I survived that and I can survive what's coming next because it's just like I always say, it's the good, the bad, the ugly and the bloody. Uh, and something yes. more bloody is going to happen soon right. or something uglier because we just got through with a seriously ugly like stretch of life oh, for a minute there. My gosh. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get into that. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay, so you have seven children. First of all, tell me how old they are and what you just went through. Okay, so Adana is nine. She's going to be 10 next week. Okay. So Adana is nine. Xander is eight. India is six. Ari is five. I have to close my eyes and think about it. <laughs> Treyu is three. Um, Kenya is going to be two next month. And my baby, Nico, is four months. Oh, my gosh. I am. It's comical. I'm, hard, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure you get this all the time. No, People but it's just fun. laughing at yeah, you. I laugh at myself because right? we are a circus, right? you know, but it's, it's, it's fun and it's hard. It's kind of like a mission. I served a mission in Paraguay and it's hard, but rewarding. Sure. You know, and I live a kind of life personally where I, you know, if it's hard and it's challenging and if I've overcome it, I I feel like I've conquered something. <laughs> sure. Okay, so did you always want to have a lot of children? No. Because I thought I wanted more children, and then I had one, and I was like, this is way harder than Seriously. I thought. Seriously. It was fine. It's true. You know, every time that people are like, oh, I can't complain, I only have three, and you have seven, I'm like, listen, everyone always says, what's worse, going from one to two kids or two to three kids? And I'm like, zero to one. Yes. That's the worst. Yes. You know, because you, your life has changed. From one to two, you're, you're already a mom. Sure. So I, in fact, when my sister, when we would play when we were little, she would always play secretary, you know, and we'd be playing. She's like, when I grow up, I want to be a mom. And I always rolled my eyes. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 
Lame. Like that's such a, yes, <laughs> yeah. such a lame answer. Right. I knew that I would be and that that was kind of what we are supposed to be as as women, you know, and that's what my mom taught me when you're a mom. But I was always, there's got to be something more for me than just being a mom. So having a lot of kids was never in the cards for me, or at least I thought. Yeah. I never pictured having a big family, but I lived and breathed for my cousins and sleepovers. My siblings are my greatest friends to this day, and I, I, I rely on them, and I depend on them and love them, and I want that same thing for my kids. The, the more, the better. They're going to be best friends when they're older. I kind of had them so that they would have each other. Sure. So that was part of it, but also I have... A body that can handle it. I have friends and cousins and sisters that are having miscarriages left and right, who are having stillborns, who are having, you know, just the hardest time getting pregnant and fertility problems. And I was like, I can do this. And I know, you know, exactly when I know I can read my my body signals. And I mean, it may sound gross or weird, but like, I can do it and I can bring them here. It's one thing to be pregnant and to bring them here. That's not, that's not, the worst part. It's actually when they get here. Yeah, taking care of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I knew that I had the the vessel, so to speak, to bring them here and that I could get back to my normal body because I fight for it and I work hard for it. But it really never was in my mind to have a ton. I just knew that I would be a mom. And I was like, well, if I'm a mom, I'm going to be a good one. Yeah, you're going to be the mom. The hardworking one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is I can have children too, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I share some of the same um, thoughts you have about, you know, like, I'm very lucky that I've been able to get right. pregnant and right. I, it's it's relatively knock on wood easy for me. Right. But I don't feel that need to have seven children. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's just something that, that I, in my subconscious or the spirit speaks to my spirit to let me know like, hey, keep going. Because yeah. every time I had a baby, I was like, okay, when's the next one? And I don't know why. Yeah. So it's got to be something more spiritual. For me, it's all I can think of because I never wanted this many. I never thought to have this many, but in my heart of hearts, there's something that prompts me and urges me to go again. Yeah. And yeah, there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm done. Right. I'm 38. You know, I just had, my my, my mom was done when she was 32. Sure. So I look at my friends who are done and they're like in the stage of life where they're out of pack and plays and out of diapers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that. But then I have those little urgings and they bug me, but I do not want to have the regret. Right. You know, oh, I should have had more. Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, well, you, you've had enough. Like, I mean, <laughs> after four, you could have been, you know, right. happy with your, right. but right. I also have a great partner who, who doesn't fight me on it. Sure. You know, and yeah. I think that's a huge part of it. Well, and I think the message here is that it's so individual for every totally. single person, right? Mm-hmm. Because there is no way I could have seven children, but you seem to handle it so well. Oh, and well, just, but I'm not, you're capable of it. And it's hard. And I don't always film when I'm yelling. And I want to like make it clear, like I am, I yell and I snap and I, my, my fuse is short a lot too. And I'm not, of course I'm not filming myself when I'm like, you little piece of, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I, I want to try to film the parts that make us laugh or the parts that, you know, I want to remember later that made me say to myself that was hilarious or that was a great memory or, oh my gosh, I got through that or. Oh my gosh, I would never have done that. You know, like looking back on a video now, I'm like, holy cow, I was I like that then? You know, so <laughs> right. it, it's feedback for me too. Yeah. Julie Boyer, her Instagram is called The Boyer Family Jewels. You got to go watch the videos because you will feel validated as a mother to know that someone else has seven children yep. and is surviving it too. So, and finds it hard too oh, yeah, at times. Hard. I live by a phrase. One of my favorite movies is Fried Green Tomatoes. 
And it's when Iggy says, you know, a, a heart may be broken, but it still keeps a beating just the same. <laughs> and I live by that, but I kind of change it up a little bit because I get depressed and I get sad and I get overwhelmed. And I am like, oh, my gosh, too much is too much. And But I'll, I'll try to change the phrase and say, you know, a heart may be depressed. A heart may be overwhelmed, but it still keeps a beating just the same. Mm-hmm. So my heart's still going. I'm still alive. Like, what am I going to do? Just lay in bed all day? I don't have that option. Sure. I have little people who are depending on me and I may want to lay in bed all day and say to heck with everything. I am done being a mom, but my heart is still beating. Yeah. I'm still functioning and I've got to get up and get moving. I don't have the option to to give up. Yeah. I know that struggle. Absolutely. I know that struggle. We'll take a break. We'll have more with Julie when we come back on The Mom Show. You joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. My guest today, Julie Boyer. She runs an Instagram account called the Boyer Family Jewels. Julie, thank hey you for being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Full disclosure, I did that like three times and I started this recording <laughs> over because I messed it up like three times. Oh, people are like, it's the Boyer Family Jewels. Do you know that that, that means something, right? I'm like, yes. I, I understand what the family jewels are. Oh, I was going to say, right? what does that mean? <laughs> well, the family jewels, you know, it's a play on words. Sure. But like people call me jewels and I wanted my name to be part of the whole title because everything is Alex Boyer, right? Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, if people don't know you're married to local singer Alex yes. Boyer. Yes. yes. Um, but you have 150,000 followers on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Subscribers. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I cannot believe people watch it. <laughs> Did you ever think documenting your little family would get to this point? No, I didn't. Because, you know, to me, it's, it's. I mean, it, I guess it's comical. Like I, like I said, it's comical to watch. So, so maybe it's not surprising because it's kind of not normal. It's not normal to be. In fact, Alex was just, I mean, he, t- he told me just the other day that he was um, out in New York and he was talking to a group of people and they're like, how many kids do you have? And he said, I have seven kids. And they went, same mother. <laughs> and right? I was like, what? You know, but that's like because it's not normal, at least maybe in the outside world or, sure. or in his culture to have seven kids with a black man and to have the same mother. Sure. And maybe I'm, you know, not saying that politically correct. And, and it's I don't, I don't know. But it here to me, it is. Yeah. Because this is where I was born and raised. Right. But to have seven kids with a black Latter-day Saint uh, singer in Utah, you know, who is all over the place is not um normal well yeah do you know other large families do you have a crew of large families that yeah you know? yeah and and yeah, and yeah that's why to me it's like no big deal right but i guess to have um a black man that i married to you know and to also be part of the church and a singer and and faithful to me you know that was that's weird to people it's a stereotype you yes. often see yes. about, about black men perhaps mm-hmm. yeah exactly i understand what you're saying okay so uh Earlier, I made reference to your little family. Your family is not little. You have seven yes, children. They're aged like young, but there, there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> and you have a four-month-old right now, yes. all the way up to an almost ten-year-old. You've pretty much been pregnant or in the postpartum period for ten straight years. Yeah, I was telling my friend the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, you know, I'm in a funk, and she's like, I'm like, it's got to be, you know, the PPD. Postpartum depression. She's like, Julie, honey, I think you've been in that for nine years straight. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Right. I didn't even think about it. But we've been through a lot these last three months. My baby was born with club feet. And so his feet are totally t- turned inwards, kind of like he's majorly pigeon-toed. And sure. so we went through the process of casting, serial casting for eight weeks straight. 
And then he had pressure sores and blisters and was screaming. And I had to pull a cast off by myself to to find that his toe was like bloody and mm. full of pus and oh. swollen to the size of like a nose, you know, with his toe. And yeah. so I was dealing with that. And then and then he got his boots and his special bar. And then we had rotavirus in my two-year-old and she was hospitalized. And then we had mono in my uh, three-year-old <sighs> and then strep throat and over and over. And then rectal strep. Have you ever heard of that? Nope. Yes, because bum strep is real. Oh it exists. God. And I did not know that, but it's a real thing. Oh my and we had that. So I was like, I cannot breathe, you know, and then you feel like you're diseased and that you like don't have good hygiene skills in your family and that you're not teaching your kids how to wash their hands and you're embarrassed and, oh, he has a fever again. And, oh, my gosh, we have strep. I'm not going to tell him which form of strep, but we have strep again in the house. So then we just had three tonsillectomies and it has just been pure madness in my house. And those are the times when I'm like, this was not what was I thinking. Right. But we're through it, you know, and it makes these kids stronger. What, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And it's it, the kids are resilient. They'll yeah. fight and push through it, too. Well, I followed the little tonsillectomy journey um, on Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Just following along. And you said you didn't even leave the house for 14 days straight. It was awful because they were like in excruciating pain. And I was afraid because it would hit hard if mm. when it did. Like as soon as they ate something or swallowed something, their ear, it was more than the throat. It was their ears just right. piercing pain. They were on narcotics oh for 14 days. So I was like, I wanted to monitor them because it made them dizzy. and But I wanted to give it to him to help with the pain because I've never, I mean, my little India, six-year-old, got on her knees and just clasped her hands in the air and was like, help me, oh Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Because it was hurting her so bad. As a mom, you're just like, I want to take yeah, this pain away. I'm the one that scheduled those tonsillectomies, right, you know? So right. I'm like, what? Right. But I'm hoping. So were the tonsillectomies a function of the strep? Yes. They needed them out? Yes. And, you know, he said, he's like, oh, my gosh, her tonsils were scarred. She oh had, gosh. like, scarring on them. And then my other, you know, Xander's, my eight-year-old, he had, like, the tonsil stones. And his were big and red and inflamed. Wow. And so hopefully that will help with some of the sickness and spare the little ones from their older siblings, you know, getting it from them. But right. that was yeah, and I did three at once. Plus, my baby, my two-year-old got tubes the same day. So and we're you insane. A, you had a newborn yes, baby. Yes, yes, with these club feet, you know. And it's just, I'm like, what? oh, gosh. It, people are like, when it rains, it pours, and it comes in threes. No, it comes in like 20s Sixes, for us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and what I, what I think people may think about a family of seven like yours, they may sit there and think, well, you did this to yourself, right? Exactly. Because you had seven children. Yes. But we have to stop saying that to mothers. Thank you. Because, because <laughs> I don't care if you chose this. It is hard. hard. Yes. Thank you for it's saying that. It's hard with two and it's hard yeah. with seven. And I agree. When, when people are like, oh my gosh, you have so many. I'm like, no, listen, I struggled with two and I struggled with three. And I struggled with four, but like, it's not like all seven got thrown at me at once. Right. You adjust with each, you know, coming baby. But yeah, but yeah I, I, I sometimes feel like I can't complain. I feel like I can't say to the woman who is having fertility problems, like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And when she can't have one. Right. I feel like I can't say to my family, I'm burned out. I, I, I'm, cause I don't, I know maybe, and maybe I'm reading into it or I'm analyzing, but I feel like they're saying to me. I know they love me and my friends love me and followers love me, but I can't help but the self-conscious side of me says that they are saying, well, you did this to yourself. Right. You chose this. Which is. You don't get to complain. Not true. Yeah. Because even if someone did say that, 
You don't know that. Right. Like that is your head telling you that they're saying that. Exactly. Right. And I think if anybody needs a break, if anybody needs help, it's you. Thank you. It's somebody who has seven children. (laughs) And it's true. I remember Donnie Osmond, they had, they were talking about, oh, sorry, the Octo mom. And how, well, she did this to herself. What a right. fool, you know? And they were interviewing Donnie Osmond on like Inside Edition. And, and they said, what do you think about the Octo Mom? He said, you know what? Let's support her. Right. And help her. Right. Whether she did it to herself or not, like they're still humans. Yeah. These eight little babies. And I still have seven and it's hard. But, you know, I, I think that we can complain too. We can vent too and let out frustration with multiple kids. As, just as, as as much as the person that complains without being able to have. And you can be grateful and having a hard time yes. at the same time. And that's okay. Those two emotions can coexist. Yes. And I think a lot of women feel like you do. Even me as too. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't complain because, yeah, there's some women who can't have babies mm-hmm. and... This doesn't make it any less hard. No, your heart is your heart. And we have to give moms a break Mm -hmm. for feeling that way. Like we, we just, we make it so hard on them. Yeah, it's it's so true. It's really frustrating. Oh, I know. Because you feel, then you feel alone because you can't say anything. Yes. Or you're going to get, you know, ripped on for complaining about something that somebody else doesn't have. Right. And would die to have. Right. Until they're in it. And then they're like, oh my gosh. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and it can really even send women into depression yep. and stuff like that because they feel, like you said, so isolated. They feel so guilty that mm-hmm. they're feeling this mm-hmm. way. It's a lonely, dark place. It really especially is. Especially when you're in postpartum and you don't feel like you should be feeling sad because you have this happy little baby, but you're hating life. Well, that's a message we need to shift as well, right? Totally. Like. We always say, oh, a new bundle of joy. And it's and like, like, this is a bundle yeah, of misery. Yeah, this is a bundle, but I'm not loving this right <laughs> yeah. now, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, Julie Boyer, of course, of the Boyer Family Jewels. You can find her on Instagram at that account. You can find her on YouTube. You can follow along with her it's on Facebook m- as well. madness and Facebook, her mm-hmm. the madness of having seven children. We'll take a break more with Julie when we come right back. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am joined today by Julie Boyer. She runs the Instagram account, the Boyer Family Jewels. Hi, Julie. Hello. Thank you for being here. If people don't know, you have <clears throat> seven children <laughs> at the ages of nine and under. Oh. <laughs> I know. Just take a minute. Let's take a minute. Let's just process that for a second. <laughs> Breathe in. Seven children under nine. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Okay, tell me what your daily life looks like. You've got to have some systems or something in place to manage seven children. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do. I I mean, I kind of, how do I even phrase this? I put my five-year-old in all-day kindergarten because I was like, that's one less kid. Let's get him out of the house. That mm-hmm. makes me sound really unloving. Oh, stop but it. But I'm trying I know to exactly what you mean. functioning. Yeah. I know exactly I'm what I'm not you mean. the parent that cries when their child goes to school. I'm like, <laughs> yes! Right. I'm not the parent that cries when I'm done nursing. I mean, right. it's a nice experience, but I'm, when I'm done, I'm done. Like, yeah. I want to move on. And I've got, like, when I put them in their daily activities, you know, we wake up, go to school, and as soon as they get home, um, 
it's it's chaos. I'm driving here. I'm driving there. I can hardly even carpool because I don't have room in my car for other kids. Right. You know. So one of the things I my favorite things to do is whether it's at their gymnastics location or their tumbling or whatever, I will go up to the front desk to the receptionist and say, "How many of your kids that are here are in the this area code? Same area code as me." And they'll account. They'll like, "Oh, this person is special." And I said, "Can I have the phone and the the, the the name of the person? If they give it to me, great. Otherwise, I will have to go on a hunt." And I'll call that person and say, hey, you know, we're in the same zip code. Um, and I would, I would offer to pay someone to take my kid. Really? The, 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 the easier it is for me to get someone somewhere, you know, the better. So carpool to gymnastics or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to get, like, my kids on the same schedule as somebody else so that I can get them there or have them brought home or something. Um, I've, I've, I've called in a little bit of reinforcement. Her name is Rachel, kind of like a nanny babysitter mm-hmm. driver. So mm-hmm. she'll come in every now and then and help me because I can't be at, at four o'clock in Draper and in Farmington. Right. You know? Right. So I, I've got her to help. And then Alex, when he's home, it's helpful. Yeah. And he can stay home with a sleeping baby while I drive somewhere. But Well, and your husband, Alex Boyer, local singer, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a conventional nine to five schedule, no, right? No. So he's probably and, all over the place. Oh, all over. The, and everyone's like, well, what's it like? When? How often is he home? And I'm like, he could be home for two days and gone for a week mm-hmm. or home for a week and gone for, gone for two weeks. Right. It's right. just, it's never, ever the same. Right. And so I can't, I can't always, I mean, today I was at, he was at home with the babes. Right? So I'm here. So that was, so nice. that worked out perfectly, but it's every day is I'm, I run, I'm running literally. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, what do you do? Cause I think this is something that is so important for every mother. And I struggle with it. Having two children is to find time for myself. Ugh. Like I have this schedule where I work in the afternoons and in the morning I'm with the children. And if I can, if I'm lucky, maybe I can call the babysitter over an hour early and have one hour to oh, like man. return something that it, I've been yeah. trying to return for like three Forever. weeks. It's yeah. so important. How I, do you find time for yourself? I am not the mom that feels guilty leaving my kids. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, more, it's healthy for them. It's healthy, healthy for me. It's good for them to be with someone who's that's watching them. They have respect for other adults. And um, I tonight I'm going to a haunted house with my siblings. I, I mean, it, not that I it was my first choice. I'd rather go like eat. A, well, we are going to have ice cream, after right? Because that's that's <laughs> Sushi or something. Yes, yes. But I'll do anything at this point to get out of the house. Yes. And and lots of it is finding the babysitter. And sometimes it takes six and seven calls and other people are like, oh, my gosh, I just give up after four. Or I just kind of try to do whatever I can to get somebody to take care of the kids so I can leave. And usually I will go and get a frozen yogurt and sit in my car. Right. Everyone asks me, what do you do when you don't have when you have kid free time? And I'm like, nothing. Yep. I want to do Stare nothing. Stare at a wall. I want to not think. Yep. I want to not pay attention. I want to I don't not, want to be touched by anyone. I, yes. I don't want to like be in charge uh-uh. of anything. I you don't just want to make decisions. Be, in fact, sometimes my kids call me Julie. Right. Because I'm like, I do not want to hear that word again. Do not say mom again. <laughs> so they'll say Julie. And I'm like, yes. For some reason, it chills me out. <laughs> because I have, <laughs> I have a, a name. being, not just a mom. I don't I live know. to just serve you. I right? know. And I've thought that. And I think yeah. so many women out there say to themselves, because I've said this to myself. I just said on Sunday, is this all I am as a caretaker? Mm. But you got to, you know, take care of yourself too. And right. somebody, a friend of mine just said, you know, um, I'm doing everyone else a service by loving them and taking care of them as long as I'm taking care of myself. Sure. Yeah. You know, first and foremost, because that's, if if your mind is starting to rot, yes, then everybody in the family goes downhill. Yeah. And I think it's so easy for people on the outside looking in to be like, oh, being a stay-at-home mom is what you should do, right? But yeah, it's if, like noble. And if, if that 
melts your brain. Oh, that yeah. is not what you should do. No. That is not no. what you should do because that's not the your kids are not getting the best version of you. No. And it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, had you always wanted to stay home or was it something? No, that... I still don't. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't. Like I and yet I can't I don't want to find a job because I'd have I'd be paying every all the income I get would go towards childcare. Oh, it absolutely is. So does. like what's the point? Right. So that's part of the reason I vlog because the vlog on YouTube makes money. Sure. So it's kind of supplemental income to help pay for the very expensive gymnastics that my girls are in and um, it helps pay for the babysitting. And so it's kind of like a side income for me to do what I want with it. And Alex brings most of the bacon home just for the, you know, the, the bills sure. and everything else that we have to do. But yeah, I, I, I need something else besides being a mom to rejuvenate me. And it, that is so refreshing to hear because I think a lot of times we have this notion that being a mother solely should fulfill you. And it doesn't. And it should be your highest calling. And oh, it's yeah. the most important thing you can do with your life. And I remember my mom giving me a book. Sorry about this, mom. But it was like, she gave me a book and it was Finding Contentment and Fulfillment in Motherhood. And I was like, oh, gag me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it was well-intentioned, you know, but I was like, oh my gosh, like... Children, my children are fulfilling, but it's not where I get all of my fulfillment. Yes. And I do get some fulfillment from taking care of them and being an emotional support for them. Right. But Mm -hmm. yes, I I am me. still. I am still a human being. I'm a pizza pie and motherhood is a slice. Exactly. It's not the whole pie. Exactly. We are still people and we still have interests and desires and you don't have to let everything that you love go to be a mom. I think that you are better serving them by... um, continuing to develop your own interests and yeah. your own hobbies and talents and, and new things. And I love hearing that from a mom of seven yeah. who probably yeah. could, because on yeah. the outside, you could just see her like at home with seven children totally. and loving that. Right. right. And I, and I don't always, yeah. and, you know, and that's why people say, well, then why did you have so many? But I want to be that for them, kind of an advocate to say, Hey, if you want to be an astronaut and you're a girl, you don't, you can be one. Yeah. Cause all I ever thought and learned was that you were to be a mom and nothing else. Sure. And that was kind of that generation back then. Yeah. Mothers stay home. Yeah. They use the typewriter. They don't, I mean, they don't use computers. And right. They, they use sewing machines. And right. I was like, is that all we're here for? Right. And that still plays in my psyche. And I like, it's my mission to let moms let their hair down and have fun and be with other women. And that's why I throw that party every year. (laughs) I love it. Let's talk about that when we come back. We got to take a break. Uh, Julie Boyer of the Boyer Family Jewels on YouTube and Instagram. 150,000 followers. Uh, See a peek into your daily world of (laughs) life with seven children. We'll be right back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined today by Julie Boyer. She is the creator of the Boyer Family Jewels on Instagram and YouTube. Julie, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's and fun. of course, you're on Facebook as well, and you document your life as a mom of seven children. It kind of hurts my heart just to say that <laughs> it out hurts loud. Mine too. It makes me kind of ill. It makes me kinda... <laughs> I know. It's but, cringe. But I don't mean it to disparage <laughs> I'm you not offended. because clearly you are handling <laughs> it just fine. Um, what do you, when when people hear you have seven children, what is the most common response that you get? Oh, it's the annoying phrases. You know how to prevent that, don't you? Oh, gosh. Oh, I can't oh, stand gosh. it. You know, or, oh, my gosh, you, you know how that happens. And that's your last one, right? I just drives me nuts. So the people that say, 
that's off to you. Good for you. That's awesome. Those are the comments I love. And yeah. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Instead of ripping on me for it. Sure. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't mean to sound like I'm ripping no, on you. No, not at all. I'm just like flabbergasted, really, is, <laughs> is where I'm coming from. Um, what you, you said earlier that you, you didn't always want to have a lot of kids, but as you started having them, you just kind of felt like, okay, I should have more because I started having them and I was like, I should not have more because I am not <laughs> capable of this. Yeah. You know, I might, I mean, it's maybe it sounds immature or like that's no reason to have babies because your body can do it, but I physically, physically could do it. And then they come and, you know, and then there's the mental part of it and the emotional part of it. And that's all a learning curve for me, Yeah, you know, and I'm still trying and there's times where I snap and times where I'm just like, I hate this. Why did I do this to myself? But I've created people you know, right? that are, they're humans and they, they're, they're, they're part of me and my life. And it's something that I can be proud of that I help to bring here and kind of further, you know, God's work as cliche as it sounds. I feel like if I'm going to be a mom, I might as well do it well, Yeah, you know, and, and that doesn't necessarily bring to mean to bring many, but to me, it kind of registered that way because I was able to, Yeah, because so many people cannot. Sure. And I understand that. I guess I share different <laughs> thoughts that, yes, I'm able to, but I I don't feel like I could handle more. And I want to bring children in that I can handle. Yeah, and, and I get that too. Yeah, and you even, have to know your capacity, right? Right, right. Yeah. And, and, I, and that's sometimes when I feel guilty because I'm like, man, I'm unfit. I am inadequate. Like after number three, I'm like, I can't even do this again. You know, what am I thinking? And even Alex or my family would be like, well, then stop. Right. But they don't feel the same nudgings that I feel yeah. from maybe a spiritual source, you know, I don't know exactly if it's me or, you know, little spirit children in heaven saying, Hey, we're here too. I don't like have all these premonitions like, Oh, I have another one, but, but I do have my own personal nudgings coming from wherever they're coming. And I would say from God to, to bring them here. And then I would never regret it, but they're going to grow. It's just a phase. Yeah. This hardness. I think that speaks to though. The point is that you it works for you. Yeah. It works for you and it's nobody else's situation. And, and yeah, if, I'm like, you, you don't you have to, to raise them. If you want to do it, you should do it. And yeah. that doesn't mean you can't hate it or not enjoy Thank it you. or not love it yeah. or be frustrated right. or overwhelmed or wish it were different. Seriously. Thank you. Because yeah, you feel like you cannot feel right. those way, right. those, those things that yeah. way. And it's, it's disparaging because you're like, I, I did this to myself. I wanted these. And yet I hate this yes. right now. I felt that way with two. Totally. I felt I that too. way with two. Yes. What do you wish for other mothers? Like as you get feedback and stuff on your, your very large following on Instagram mm-hmm. and YouTube, what, what do you see from other mothers who uh, thank you or not thank you or criticize you? Yeah. And then what do you wish for other mothers? I just want moms, you know, to know, I love when moms will write me and they'll say, Thank you for, for making this video or this one spoke to me because I feel like I am not alone mm-hmm. because motherhood and postpartum, whether and you might have a child that's 14 and you might say to yourself, I, I don't I'm not in postpartum, but you might still be in darkness yeah. and in loneliness. Yep. And, I you know, I want them to know that they aren't alone, that we are all it is a sisterhood. This motherhood journey, we are all in it together, whether you're a mom or not, you're mothering something. Whether that's your nieces or nephews or a dog or your plants, you're taking care of something right. or people at work. And it's it can be a lonely place. And when you're at home alone with babies that are crying, that are that are calling you mean mom and yelling at you and, and, and vomiting all over you, <laughs> then you're like, what? why did I go to school? Right. Why did I get a degree? Right. Why did I 
do anything if th- if all I'm going to be doing is this. Right. And it's the highest calling and that's great Ugh. and it is, but like I don't I, I don't want to hear that. And yeah. I think that's okay to to hate your job. Yeah. for a minute. Yeah. And then you get back up and you keep moving and you you know, you you keep going. And then you hate it again. And there's highs and lows and peaks and valleys. And and that's okay. And I just want other moms to know that it's all right. And you're not alone. And take some time for yourself to rejuvenate yourself. I don't think I knew that concept, though, before I started having children. Like, I don't think I knew that people didn't like it. Yeah. That women didn't didn't like it. Yeah, because then you're like, well, crap. This is supposed to be the greatest joy of my life was being a mother. Right, and you don't see it anywhere. You don't see people posting pictures of when it's hard or when you're in that moment. Or like the other day, I didn't even get to shower by myself. I had two children in there with me because because I couldn't leave my 10-month-old to crawl around in the bathroom because he would have gotten into something. Totally. So do you want him in poison or in the shower with me? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I I just feel like um, sometimes as mothers, we don't give ourselves that permission to not like it. Mm -hmm. It's true. And it's like kind of like with suicide. It was so hush hush back then, you know, and now it's talked about more openly. And I think it's it's the same with the the SAHM syndrome. Sure. Stay at home mom depression. Yes. You know, or stay, you know, and stay in in the carpool depression or stay in the fixing dinner depression. Like it's just it gets monotonous and it gets boring. And you ask yourself, is this all I am here for? Yeah. So for me, I try to find other purposes in my life that rejuvenate me because I do not want to be that mom when my kids are all in high school that I say, I say to myself, what do I, what do I do now? Right. And we all will at some point say, okay, well, I'm, I I have this time, but I don't even know what to do with it. Right. You don't know what I want to do. And I know my own mother feels that way. Totally. Now that her four kids are grown and out of the house, she is having a hard time finding purpose. Yes. Yeah. So I want to have purpose aside from being a mom right now so that when they are grown and gone, I don't feel depleted when my little kids have left. They're not so little anymore. They're living their own lives. I still want to live my own life. Yes. Julie Boye, you're not doing it wrong. You are slaying I am mominating. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, you have a whole clan of mominators. That's right. Where can people find you? And if they want more, if they want to follow along. So I do have a website. It's mominators.com. And we've got some awesome swag on there, bumper stickers. And I don't dominate. I mominate. And magnets for your refrigerator. Just to, you know, when you see it, reminds you to keep mominating, keep persevering, keep pushing, keep enduring. Um, YouTube, the Boye Family Jewels. Instagram, I do one-minute snippets of my my daily life, and they are pretty dang funny. I promise at least I can you, laugh at myself. you will feel validated as yes. a mother if you watch You're these. not alone. No, you are not <laughs> alone. And someone has it harder than you. Amen. It, it is Julie. <laughs> Julie Boye, thank you for being thank here. Thank you for having me. We'll be back next week on The Mom Show.